I'm John DiLiberto, and you're hearing echoes from BRX. This is the time, and this is the record of the time. That's a line from Laurie Anderson's From the Air, one of the songs off her album Big Science, released 40 years ago this week, which was part of a bigger project, United States. A lot of people would ask, you know, how could you be living in a country like that? And what's the answer to that? I mean, it's not a simple answer. And... It's not a simple question either. So I began to write this as a way of just understanding it myself. The results were her seven-hour stage work, United States, which spawned the songs of big science, including her best-known piece, Oh Superman. We look back at the seminal and influential work today in the Echoes podcast. I'll be drawing from 12 interviews I've conducted with Lori over the years and get some comments by Jean-Michel Jarre, Anna Sobel, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, and John Cage. The version you're going to hear in the Echoes podcast is an extended one from the one that was broadcast earlier this week. That's all coming up. If you've been listening to Echoes recently, then you've been hearing a lot of David Helpling's new album, In. More than 10 years in the making, In is a double CD and LP of expansive chilled orchestrations for guitar in many forms and synthesizers. Helpling orchestrates these into startling journeys, layering the guitars and synths and the voice of Adi Amos Records, Miriam Stockley, among a few others. It's an album of deep sonic detail and orchestras of the imagination. David Helpling's In is available on Amazon, iTunes, and SpottedPeccary.com. And now, let's hear the sound of the United States seen through the eyes of Laurie Anderson and her album, Big Science. Anderson has been a singular force in modern music over the last four decades. She tells stories from America's inner psyche and deploys them across an electronic framework that speaks to our times and beyond. Her debut album, Big Science, was released 40 years ago on April 19th, but that recording was just part of a bigger, nearly eight-hour-long work. We look back at the belly of America and Laurie Anderson's Big Science. Good evening. Welcome to Difficult Listening Hour. Laurie Anderson has crossed genres including electronic music and visual arts in almost every medium. Jean-Michel Jarre. Laurie is, for me, one of the most important uh, artists of the New York scene, both in music and visual arts. Her appeal crosses generations, influencing artists like Denmark's Anna Sobel and her mother. 
My mom loves I love her, Lauren. Doesn't too bad my mom adores her. She even got through to the icons who influenced her, like John Cage. And what what makes her work especially interesting is that are the magical characteristics of it. That is to say, um, brilliant things happen that you that um, you can't explain any more than you could if if some um, pigeons flew out of her hat. Where I come from It's a long thin thread Across an ocean Down a river of red Lori Anderson was born in Illinois and followed a fairly academic route she played violin in the Chicago Youth Symphony. She attended Mills College in California, a hotbed of the avant-garde. But then she moved to New York and studied art, graduating from Barnard College in 1969, magna cum laude and phi beta kappa. She followed that up with an MFA in sculpture from Columbia University. None of this would predict the trajectory of her career, but things like this would. I had this idea that all, all writers were dead, so it was a real surprise to actually meet somebody like William Burroughs. Well, it was a surprise to meet the man himself, not somebody like him. There's nobody like that guy in the whole world. This was the world into which Laurie Anderson was immersed, post-beat, post-cage, and post-psychedelic, and into early minimalism, the avant-garde, and a term that she came to epitomize performance art. This was an umbrella to connote someone working in oral and visual forms that weren't necessarily involved with songs. She made furniture that made sound very faintly and would subvert expectations by playing her tape bow violin. This was an electric violin that had a tape recorder playback head on it and she would stroke it with a violin bow that had magnetic audio tape instead of horsehair. She'd bow and a voice would emerge. In this instance, William Burroughs. Listen, 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 to, listen, listen, listen to my heartbeat. All these experiments began leading the way toward big science. And even though it's her debut album and a monumental work, it's actually excerpts and repurposing of her massive seven-hour-plus audiovisual stage work, United States. It had a long gestation period. I wasn't going to write an epic when I started that. Actually, the first one thing was called Americans on the Move, and I did it for somebody's birthday party in Carnegie Recital Hall. And then I decided I didn't quite get it there, so I'm going to redo this. And then I did it in the spring. And then I thought what turned out to be the first part of the work. And then I thought, hmm, it might be interesting to try something about politics. The first part is more or less about people moving around, because that seemed to me to be the most characteristic thing of Americans, that nobody really stays in one place for very long. And the real reason I started writing that was I did a lot of work in Europe in the 70s because it was easier to work there. And 
A lot of people would ask, you know, how could you be living in a country like that? And what's the answer to that? I mean, it's not a simple answer. And it's not a simple question either. So I began to write this as a way of just understanding myself. English. French. United States consisted of songs, instrumental sections, spoken word, and animated vignettes about life in the United States seen through a sideways eye. It was conceived during the first Iranian crisis and the transition to Reaganism. This is the time, and this is the record of the time. This is the time, and this is the record of the time. So, yeah, that's a, a very long time ago. And a lot of those things um, were about, um, well, for one thing, some of the songs uh, that were written there were written about technology, war, and power. And they were inspired by some things that happened in terms of the failure of technology. I'm thinking especially of um, a spectacular rescue that the United States was going to do with helicopters to save some uh, hostages and it was going to be like big technology runs in saves the world and what actually happened was the helicopters went in and they crashed and burned in the desert and and everyone was stood around going oh it, it, it can't really save you can it and so that was a, a song called oh superman that was about a kind of uh, almost a kind of prayer oh superman There was a certain timeless quality to big science. It sounds like it could have been written today. It's true that it doesn't sound dated, first of all, because nobody kind of went down that electronic path very much, you know. I thought everyone would just be doing vocoders and loops and stuff, and, and that's not the way it went, you know. So it still sounds like odd the way it did then. And it still sounds familiar for one reason, you know, we're still fighting that same war 
and it's just had a lot of different names since then. But it's war has been a, a big inspiration for a lot of the work that I do. Laurie Anderson's song, Oh Superman, remains her signature work. It was a hit in England, rising to number two on the charts when it was released on the small 110 Records label. It was written for the United States Project and had found strange resonance in the days after 9-11 and the passenger jets crashing into the twin towers of New York City, the Pentagon, and a field in Pennsylvania. I saw her in concert a week later at the TLA Theater in Philadelphia when she got to this line of the song. Here come the planes. They're American planes. Made in America. Smoking. Oh, non-smoking. You could feel the chill and hear the gas running through the room. Laurie Anderson looking back in 2010. It was like a musician's dream. You're singing about what's going on right at that moment. It's eerie. But you know, it's the way that Americans, I think, forget sometimes that even things like, oh, well, didn't that war end? Well, actually, it didn't end. Well, Af- Afghanistan, nine years into this war, you know, we have a kind of a, a media attitude towards war. You know, you kind of, they're celebrated, they get a name, they have a certain curve of action, and then people forget that we're even there. I think that happened with the Iraq war, too. People just forgot that we were there or doing anything because it had dropped out of the out of the media. And so to make a song about power and, and war and planes was not prescient. It was just like, when you think of the number of years we haven't been at war since World War II, it's very, very few. We're very, very warlike. And that's not our self-image, but that's what we do. That Laurie Anderson couched this song in a gorgeous melody borrowed from Jules Massenet's 1885 opera El Cid made it all the more chilling. Because when love is gone One of the signature sounds of O Superman is that looping breath. It's a motif I hear often in music. Some come to it on their own, but others know exactly where it came from. Among them are orchestral maneuvers in the dark, who use that technique on their 2017 song, What Have We Done? Andy McCluskey and Paul Humphreys of Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. You, you spotted it. We yeah, did it in 1981 on the title track of Architects and Morality, actually. We stole that idea a lot earlier uh, than the, uh, last we did, year. actually. <laughs> <laughs> but we love Laurie. Laurie's fantastic. Oh, Superman was a genius song. Another signature song on Big Science was 
from the air. That's the one that features the line. This is the time. And this is the record of the time. It's an instrumental track on United States, but on Big Science, she reworked it and laid a variation of a couple of her monologues, including Language of the Future and So Happy Birthday, over the top. When you say this is the time and this is the record of the time, I am often talking about events that are sort of looping and well, they're historical events, they're looping events, so, you know. And it's also not just telling the story, it's telling the story of telling the story. So it's very much like the film I did called Heart of a Dog, which is really about what happens when you tell stories and what happens when you repeat them too often and what happens when you forget them and, you know. So it's about what stories are for, you know, what, why we use them. Good evening. This is your captain. We are about to attempt a crash landing. Please extinguish all cigarettes. Place your tray tables in their upright clock position. Almost all of Laurie Anderson's work is built around language and how imprecise it can be. I think it's a pain cry. And I say, if that's a pain cry, then language is a virus. She couples that with an observational humor, taking some of the most commonplace aspects of life and finding philosophical resonance. She inflates the most inconsequential things like a wall plug or a telephone into something bigger. I guess I don't think of them as little. I definitely think of them as, um, well, I think of them as important. I mean, I think that my sense of, of value probably is opposite from a lot of people's. What are usually considered details, you can find out a lot about a larger situation. She couples that with an observational humor, taking some of the most commonplace aspects of life and finding philosophical resonance. She inflates the most inconsequential things like a wall plug or a telephone into something bigger. Electronic artist, Eve Moret. Big science. <laughs> the track Walking and Falling, uh, like literally thinking about it gives me chills. Uh, so poetic. And just the pairing of the like very um, soft instrumentals and her voice kind of cutting through and the spacing, I think is just really so incredible. You're walking and you don't always realize it. But you're always falling. With each step, you fall forward slightly. 
and then catch yourself from falling. Musicians are generally in awe of Laurie Anderson. Jean-Michel Jarre has worked with her on a couple of his albums. She's so clever, so articulate, such, such an accomplished, brilliant artist. I've, uh, I'm in love for decades with Laurie. With Laurie. I, I, I love her so much. And she's a great, great artist. Speaking to me in 2010, Laurie Anderson herself thought that not much has changed since United States and Big Science. The current state of the United States, if I were going to start writing this record now, I'd probably go back to the really dark place that I started in the first place, based on things like the Gulf. So I don't know, you know, I I know people really had this hope that I'm as hopeful as the next person about being able to move to a more hopeful, better place, culturally, technologically, politically, environmentally, you know, and I'm an optimist. On the other hand, I'm really fascinated with this big shift in the last few years to really another mode. And when, so when you ask, like, what do you, what do you want or what are you doing or what motivates you? The answer is really different now than I think it was in the past. get to town from here and he said we'll just take a right where they're going to build that new shopping mall go straight past where they're going to put in the freeway and take a left at what's going to be the new sports center and keep going till you hit the place where they're thinking of building that drive-in Anderson's Big Science, released 40 years ago on April 19, 1982. I have just scratched the surface of this iconic recording and its parent work in the United States. I could do a whole piece just on O Superman alone. Laurie Anderson's Big Science, it is the record of the time and more times to come. I will have a link to Laurie Anderson's Big Science as well as United States in the posting for this podcast. It's at echoes.org. That's echoes, E-C-H-O-E-S dot org, O-R-G. Next week in the Echoes podcast, David Helpling talking about his double CD and LP in an expansive work of post-New Age orchestrations. I'm John DiLiberto. This has been the Echoes Podcast from PRX. See you next time, tonight, on the radio somewhere in the country or at Echoes Online right now or whenever you want. <laughs>